0: Hi everyone. I'm sorry if I sound like I'm in discomfort, but it's because I am. (laughs) I'm currently horizontal icing my neck. I don't know what is going on, but I'm having this reoccurring neck issue. It's like the spot where your neck connects to your shoulders. And I don't know if it's how I'm sleeping, but it's completely stiff. I feel like I can't move it. My head Weighs a million pounds, and I am going to try to go to Vi Healing today, V I E Healing, which is actually in West Hollywood. It's an amazing acupuncture and just all over wellness place. The woman Mona who owns it is just so special. And Annie, who's listening and editing this right now, recommended that I go to acupuncture because it really helped her mom. And so I'm just willing to do whatever if anybody has neck issues, if this sounds familiar, it's like dull, numb, lower neck to upper back pain. And it doesn't even actually feel good laying down. Like it feels best sitting up. With my head up, but right now I want to ice. But let me get in a more comfortable position so I can actually sit up and ice because laying down puts too much pressure on it. Sorry to bore you with all these details, but honestly, I really need some help. So if anybody has any recommendations for neck pain, I am all ears. Okay. So today I am recording career part two. And so many of you have such wonderful questions about how I got started and how it's been going. And so I wanted to take some time to chat with you and answer some of the specific questions and give you a really good look at what happens here at Whitney Port Inc. First, before I get into that, I would love to share with you all that if you want to call in and ask any questions, whether it's career advice, dating advice, lifestyle advice, fashion advice, friend advice, whatever it is, call into my hotline. The number is 1-800-936-9448. That's 1-800-936-9448. Tell us who you are or don't worry. It can be totally anonymous. Give us some detail. Tell us what you need some help with. And maybe a next episode could be Timmy and I, or just me answering these random questions that you have. But I love taking the time to just sit down and connect with you and not really have too much of a plan other than to just answer your questions. So the first question is, what are two to five things you are most proud of in your career this year? Well, that's pretty easy. The first thing I would say is obviously launching Cozy Co. And I don't know if everybody knows, but I straight up emailed Jill and Perry at Avalon during the pandemic and was like, do you want to do a clothing line together? Like sometimes I think it's really about having the guts and taking the initiative and just cold calling people, just making connections, emailing people, Starting from scratch, like not being afraid of the answer no, but just putting yourself out there. But just for a little bit of backstory, Jill and Perry are principals at Avalon Studio who are my partners in Cozy Co. And they produced my Rent the Runway collaboration. So I had plenty of interaction with them and with their team and going into their office and designing the collection with their design team. And we just had such a seamless, awesome relationship and developed such a beautiful product that did so wonderfully. And I thought, wow, they would be such a dream team to work with. So I just emailed them and said, listen, we're quarantining. People are lounging. Who knows how long this will be. My dream has always been to design cozy chic loungewear. And I feel like there's no time like the present. I was worried about getting back into fashion. And when I closed Whitney Eve, which is something that I'll discuss in a little bit, I wasn't really sure if I was ever going to be back in fashion again. It's such an exhausting and difficult business. And it requires so much newness and so much innovation and so much investment. And so I just didn't know if I could do it again. But then having worked with Avalon and having a real support system made it seem like it could be easier for me. So I emailed them. We started going through the discovery of what the business would look like. And in April, we launched Cozy Co. And that's definitely, I'm more proud of myself for even taking the initiative to reach out and putting myself out there than almost like launching the collection. It's very unlike me to do something like that. Like I'm pretty timid. I don't, like people saying, no, I take things very personally. And so it was really hard for me to put myself out there and to actually ask someone else if they would be interested in working with me. I feel like so much of my work is about handling incoming things. And this time I actually took the initiative. So I was really proud of myself for that. It's really hard for me to talk about things I'm proud of because like, I feel not that proud of myself, which feels like really sad. (laughs) I'm like tearing up as I'm saying that, but I always feel like I could be doing better. I always feel like I could be doing more. I never really feel like I'm doing enough. And like, it's really hard for me to, to take the time to be proud. So I'm trying to think of what else I'm actually really proud of. I think like the fact that I was able to I think the fact that I'm able to show up and do this podcast weekly is something that I didn't think I would be able to be consistent with. I think that's another downfall of me and my personality is my lack of consistency and procrastination. And so sometimes I'll say yes, yes, yes to a lot of things. And then after a little while, it's hard for me to continue to do it and be consistent with it. And I feel like the podcast, there's really no choice. And so I'm proud of myself for continuing to do it, even though there were times when I felt like it was just too much for me. And it was just like too much for me to be vulnerable weekly, too much for me to feel like, you know, not a good interviewer times. Like it tests my confidence, the podcasts, for sure. And so I feel like I'm proud of myself for sticking through it and for continuing to do it and for continuing to like try to figure out what, the best approaches for it, because I think the easy thing to do would just be obviously to give up. And I definitely thought about doing that, but it's such a huge part of my business. And it's such a major way that I connect with you that I'm proud that I actually stuck with it. I'm extremely proud of all the brand partnerships that I've been able to to have. Um, I'm so proud that Rent the Runway came back and wanted to do another collaboration. And I'm not even sure if I've shared that, but I don't even know if I can, but I don't care. I am working on another collaboration with them to launch in 2022. And I feel like having a company come back and ask you to do more work with them is very rare. So I feel really proud that I've been able to maintain that relationship and that the line honestly did well enough that I could do it again. So those are a couple things at the moment that I feel proud of. And now a word from our sponsor. So I have been lucky enough to be partnering with Vitruvi for the past couple episodes and I really really love them. I just actually gifted my mom one of their diffusers and she's obsessed with it. A diffuser is just such a calming, amazing thing to have in your home. Not only does it provide like a relaxing scent, but just like the energy of the air that comes out of it. I don't know, you just immediately feel like you're at a spa. At Vitruvi, they design all natural home scenting products that actually say something about you. From their award-winning diffusers to their pure essential oils, they make scenting your home such a beautiful opportunity for self-expression. They have such beautiful scents, an array of them. So you don't have to worry if you're picky or if you're sensitive, but their products are also so beautiful and they look like little chic home objects. But scent really transforms how you feel in a room, you know, like, and scent brings you back to memories. And also, creates all sorts of moods. So whether you want to feel energized or calm or focused or relaxed, you can turn to them because they use a hundred percent pure essential oils that are also safe to breathe in on a daily basis. They have a really awesome holiday collection that feel like a little extra bit special from the chic and festive cordless move diffuser, which I actually have. I didn't really want to give it away, but it's definitely something that I'm going to be giving to thoughtfully blended scents that set the stage for a joyful holiday this is their first ever holiday collection. So it's designed specifically for the winter season and available only for a limited time. A little bit more about the Cordless Move Diffuser. It looks as gorgeous as it makes your home smell. And there are three limited edition colors. There's the willow, which is a light whimsical green. There's the chestnut inspired by curling up near the fire. And then a charm, a creamy metallic pearl inspired by twinkly light. So visit vitruvi.com slash with and use code WITHWIT20 to get 20% off your next purchase. It's such an amazing holiday gift, guys. Let me know what you think. And now back to our chat. What am I most excited about? I always get the most excited about my cozy co-launches just because I really feel like that project is where my true creativity shines. And it's really where I feel like the most me, right? Like it's what I've always wanted to do. Designing is what I've always wanted to do. And I think when I started Whitney Eve, I was very focused on designing cocktail dresses or whatever I was wearing to events at the time, because you have to remember, I was filming the city and I was getting dressed up all the time and life was a little bit different. I did feel like my demographic was all about this, like wanting to dress up and wanting to dress up like a party girl. And anyways, moral of the story is I realized that isn't necessarily my passion, nor is it what I even wear on a daily basis. And so I'm just so excited that I can actually develop a collection that is so true to me, so true to my fashion sense, and that people are actually buying into it. And also that we have been able to do it on an organic and sustainable basis. When I did Whitney Eve, I wasn't mature enough To know about how pollutive, if that's the right word, the fashion industry was or to really know what my footprint in the fashion industry was. And I feel really proud that we've been able to develop a sustainable, eco-friendly, organic clothing line that people actually want to wear on a daily basis. So let's see. We have, just to be specific, we have another drop coming out in a couple weeks at the beginning of November. We're restocking some pieces. Everybody loved the Terry button down. And I was a little bit nervous about that because it's a little bit on the pricier side. So we only produced a small amount. One, like I've said on my social media, because we're trying to do small batch quantities in order to be sustainable and eco-friendly, but also just to test to see if that price point is something that people would be open to and surprisingly people were. So I'm excited that we can dive into some outerwear, some jackets, some sweaters, really luxe cozy things, but also always be able to provide attainable, affordable clothing. So I'm really excited that we're able to mix both. What was your career journey after Whitney Eve that got you to where you are now? So I'm not sure if I've told this story, but I'll tell it anyways. I started my clothing line, Whitney Eve, with my dad and my brother and my sister. It was a family business. And we really made a lot of shit happen in about seven years. We got into Nordstrom's. We sold them Barney's. We were on a lot of different websites. But direct-to-consumer wasn't really something that was happening. Social media was just becoming a thing and there was no links to buy. And so I I think had that been the case, Whitney Eve may have been around just because my following was really present and active at that time. And I was just coming off of being on a TV show. So I think my exposure was larger. And I think my opportunity for success might have been greater had that been available, but we struggled with retailers. I think anybody that's in the fashion industry understands it's very hard to depend on other retailers to sell your product. You know, they have many brands that they have to sell and you don't know exactly what kind of floor space or what kind of marketing space you're going to get. And you don't really have control over it. Like now we have control over our voice and our marketing and our tunnel with which we tell you what we're up to, but we didn't have that control. So I think the retailers kind of ate us up. And on top of that in 2013, my father passed away and he was really like my guiding light in in the business. And more than that, it was just too hard for me to continue to do the business without my dad there to work day in and day out with my brother and sister while going through such grief. And so it was really hard to do. Honestly, the hardest time in my life, obviously. I mean, my dad passed away, but then having to grieve my business as well was really hard. And, and also to be nervous about my family being able to like take care of themselves. You know, my brother and my sister relied on a salary from the company. And when I made this decision to stop doing it, I was essentially taking away their jobs. And that felt like so much power and control that I just never wanted to have, but it wasn't a successful business and I wasn't happy doing it. And so I had to be honest with my family And I think even my relationships are still recovering from that. You know, my family had this idea of growing this business together and investing a lot of time and money into it. But as everybody knows, things don't always go as planned. And the good thing is, is that family is always family and they will always be there for me. And as far as I know, they don't hold it against me and they're excited for everything that I am doing. But it took me a really long time after Whitney Eve to figure out what I wanted to do. I felt like after Whitney Eve, all I was really doing was like brand partnerships and I didn't have a lot of direction. I was planning my wedding. I was living in Venice. I was relying on brand partnerships and was trying to figure out how to make myself new, you know, like how to basically reinvent myself, which is something that I feel like when you're on a reality show that ends that you have to continue doing. And I know that's like a really niche experience. But for me, like, I always feel like I have to be doing something fresh and something new and reinventing myself and keeping people interested in what I'm doing. So honestly, everything really happened in a very organic way. I ended up getting pregnant in November of 2016, a year after I got married. I stopped Whitney Eve in 2014. So it was really just like two years of exploration and brand partnerships and planning my wedding and living off of those brand partnerships. And then once I got pregnant and Timmy prompted me to start the series I Love My Baby Butt on YouTube, it opened up this whole new world to me. It opened up the world of social media and sharing and being vulnerable and connecting with you guys and being able to build a business off of that. I'm not being vulnerable just so that I can launch businesses, but I started to realize that the more that I could connect with you guys, the more I could actually create things that you wanted and you needed and you liked. And so I started doing various design collaborations, and I think that was an easy way for me to get my foot in the door. I did a cheeky collaboration, which was designing paper plates for Target. I did a Bicbok collaboration, which is an awesome store in Australia, a clothing line with them. I did a wedding invitation collaboration with Wedding Paper Divas. I did a QVC line. I was just really trying to put my name on different product lines and figure out what it was that I was passionate about. Everything kind of stepped into place after that. Like I had Sunny. We started this YouTube channel that people really started connecting with. And I felt like I was on the forefront of talking to people in a real way about pregnancy. And I think that is what really launched like the second generation of my career, which is what I feel like I'm in right now. Like I'm in the second wave of my career and I'm trying to really be a Jane of all trades, which is extremely difficult. And sometimes I feel like because I have my hands in so many different things, like I've said before, I'm not able to do like one thing amazingly, but I have to take a step back and realize that in being an entrepreneur, you need to delegate your time properly and set boundaries and do a bunch of different things in this exploration to figure out what it is you actually are passionate about and what it is that sticks. You know, it's like just throwing a bunch of things at the wall and seeing what sticks. And now a word from one of our amazing brand partners. I actually just had the founder of House of Wise do an episode with me for With Wit that will be coming out soon. And I am so beyond inspired by her and her products. It's really incredible. Not only are they so beautiful, but but they actually work. I don't know about you, but obviously stress is a major theme in my life, right? (laughs) It just is. All of our lives are extremely full with whatever we have going on as well as every other outside factor. And I know a lot of people feel like they want to turn to a nightly glass of wine or two, but that can lead to poor sleep, which then leads to lack of energy the next day, which then leads to more stress and me just being frazzled. So today I'm so excited to be sharing House of Wise products. They are helping women take control of their sleep, sex, stress, and strength through originally formulated and effective CBD products. Now, I have used the sex serum, which I think I mentioned last time and it's cooling and it's calming and they even have gummies too that get you out of your head so you can actually focus in on what you're doing and thoroughly enjoy yourself. And I know it's not a topic that everyone is super open to talking about, but I feel like we all need it. We all need it for that release. So as our partner, House of Wise wants to give all of you 20% off your first purchase. Simply go to houseofwise.co not calm and use the promo code with wit to redeem your discount that's twenty percent off your first sleep sex stress or strength product when you go to houseofwise.co and use the promo code with wit I just received my under the canopy products in the mail and I am so excited I have been wanting new towels and new bedding forever. I just got their towels and their sheets, and I am so excited to stock my bed and my bathroom. Their products are environmentally certified so that you can rest assured that you're not placing harsh toxins against your body while sleeping, bathing, and spending time at home. And all of our GOTS and Ecotech certified products are free from harmful chemicals and dyes, making them the ideal choice for those with sensitive skin. So a little bit more about under the canopy, they were a pioneer in the sustainable home space and they were actually founded 25 years ago. Today they continue to partner with environmentally certified factories to make sure that their materials and production meet all of this rigorous criteria. They have bedding collections, bedding basics from comforters to pillows and mattress toppers to bath collections, blankets, throws, and loungewear. I got these crisscross checkered bath sheets. Oh, so, so, so great. I actually like even love that they have a texture. It just feels so good on my skin. Under the Canopy is offering an exclusive discount to With Wit listeners. Use code With Wit at checkout for 25% off your next purchase at underthecanopy.com. That's code With Wit for 25% off your next purchase at www.underthecanopy.com. U-N-D-E-R-T-H-E- C-A-N-O-P-Y, underthecanopy.com. This offer is valid until December 31st, 2021, all right? I actually also just got the, their waffle, really cozy blanket for our couch and like this forest green. It looks so awesome on our Navy couch. So go, go, go. And now back to our conversation. What was the scariest thing about launching your own brand? I mean, the scariest thing about launching your own brand is that you put all this money and time into it and no one wants to wear it, (laughs) that no one wants to buy it and that it's just another project that is only temporary and not something consistent. Like for Cozy Co, I want this to last forever. Like I want this to be a lifestyle brand. I want to get into kids I want to get into maternity. I want this to be something that I can build a creative director career out of. And so the scariest thing for me is that not happening. And then me having to figure out what I do next, you know, like I don't have, I don't have typical like corporate experience, right? I started filming the TV show during college. And so that was my career. So I never really had the experience of working in like a corporate world. And I don't have like a lot of, I don't have that many skills other than my creative direction and just who I am. And so I think the scariest thing for me is like not being able to be creative in this way, not having people believe in me and then needing to go get a desk job working for someone else. I just get so scared that people are just going to stop caring about what I'm up to because so much of my life depends on people caring about what I'm up to. And so I get scared that I don't do enough or post enough or let people in enough and that people are going to lose interest. And then I'm not going to be able to do these various projects and collaborations. So the next question is walk through a day in the life of your business and your work day. I'm going to actually go to my calendar so I can actually give you guys a clear view of what a day in my life looks like. All right, let's just go through today. So I woke up Actually, Sonny and I slept really late today. I slept in his bed because he came in the middle of the night um, and wanted me to come in his bed. But anyways, we ended up waking up at like 7.55. And I had an 8 a.m. tech rehearsal for a Hey Mama Summit I'm doing on Friday. So usually I don't have like a call first thing in the morning, but whatever. Today, that's what happened. I then get Sunny ready for school, pack his lunch, even though Timmy did that today while I was on the tech call, and then I'm now recording my podcast episode. I record every pretty much Tuesday and I try to get my podcast episodes in because they obviously go live every Tuesday and it's either a solo episode or I have a guest. And then I have a little bit of time free, Annie schedules my days. Originally, I think while getting the workflow situated, we're just kind of scheduling things back to back, but I realized that in between each thing, like I need a little bit of time just to get myself situated and prepared for the next thing so in this case, I'm recording from nine forty five to ten thirty and then I have a break half hour break, and then I have therapy at eleven o'clock. <laughs> And then I have a lunch break and it's usually like eating something at home while I'm on my computer doing emails, approving things in Planally. Planally is the social media planning platform that my team and I work with in order to plan, obviously, what's going in feed and in stories, both for Cozy Co and Whitney Port. So that has to get done every morning. The team puts in what the images are that are going to be posted for the day and what the plan is. And then I write all the copy and make sure the pictures are appropriate and just approve everything and make sure that whatever we're posting for the day is scheduled and looks good. So that usually has to be done by at least like today. I got it done by 10 because I did it before the podcast, but that's not in my calendar to review planally, but it's something that I have to get done every morning After lunch, I will fill it up with calls. So today I have a call with my business manager, Scott, and that though, everything is kind of flexible. Like that... (laughs) is probably getting pushed just because of my neck issue. And I need to go deal with that. And I'm thinking about going to get acupuncture. So that may be rescheduled, but I'll have a bunch of calls. And then after that, we're filming reaction videos for you guys. We usually do reaction videos every Thursday morning, but since Timmy was out of town, we're trying to get more in. So from like 2 to 3.15, we'll film reaction videos. And then we pick Sunny up from school at around 3:34 today he doesn't have anything after school so we will bring him back here and I'll just continue to do work on my computer. That's sometimes why I don't even get dressed for the day. Like I'll just wear sweats every day because I'm so much of my work is done obviously remotely. And I feel really weird about that cuz I'm in fashion and it feels like I should be getting dressed every day but like I'm one of those people that only really gets dressed and showered if I need to. Like, I know that sounds lazy, but like, it's just not a priority for me. Like so many things have to be done that how I look is just not my priority. And I know so many influencers would be like, that's insane. Like how you look is everything and getting those photos is everything. But like, I just have to be true to myself. And so the rest of the day will just be like, emails. And maybe if I have any kind of content that needs to be shot for Cozy Co or branded content, then my afternoon's can be filled up with that. But that is a day in my life. That's today. Tomorrow, let me just run you through it really quickly. So like, Tomorrow will be. I'll have a meeting with the stylist from ten to eleven, just to plan what we're shooting next week for our Cozy coast shoot. So, Lara Backmender, who was styling me through the City and the Hills days, it moved back to Los Angeles, and so. I've always wanted her to be my consistent stylist, but having a stylist in New York while you're in LA didn't always work for me. So tomorrow I'm doing a fitting with her to style our new sweater collection for a shoot we're having next week. Then I'll record a podcast. I'm recording with the House of Wise founder, an amazing company that you will hear about soon. Then I have a little bit of a break and then I'll record ads. And then I have a call with a attorney. (laughs) Like this, there's, it's a lot of just like dealing with running a business. Like I wish so much of it was creative, but like the creative stuff, I try to fit in on Mondays or Fridays when I have more time because Mondays or Fridays, we try to schedule it lightly. And that's when I do a little bit more of like my inspo creative work. But then after the call with the attorney, the rest of the afternoon is pretty open just to deal with whatever sunny needs and then to deal with whatever emails and incoming stuff has come in i hope that that was insightful for you that was that's just like two days in my life but it's really all over the place um most of it takes place in my house We are currently renovating a new house to be our Whitney headquarters. And we're starting a YouTube series about that. And I'm so excited to have that space because I desperately need a space. My office is our third bedroom and it's also a closet and a recording studio. Actually, if anybody has any ideas, currently looking for a space to utilize while our house is under construction so that I can do fittings there. Things can be sent there. We can work out of there, maybe shoot out of there. Because right now the house is just becoming a little bit chaotic for me. And my shit is just strewn everywhere. Let me just give you another day just so you get a good idea, okay? So Thursday, we'll film The Hills reaction videos again from 9.30 to 11.30. Then I'll have a follow-up meeting with Annie and I will meet every Thursday after we film The Hills just to go over what needs to be done, where we're at on everything, and just make a plan for like the rest of the week and the beginning of the next week. And then I have a little bit of break to eat something. Then I have a call with a client that I'm working on a collaboration with. Then we pick up Sunny, and he has a play date. But I also have a doctor's appointment. And then by that time, it's evening. So every day is different, but it's a mix of recording. It's a mix of shooting. It's a mix of just phone calls. It's not like every day is the same. I don't like set a time to work out. I really look at my day in the morning and then try to fit in what I need into the day. And Annie has made it possible with the amount of breaks for me to do that. So that's the gist of it. I feel like we should do a little challenge. This could be a good opportunity for a challenge because I feel like this could be helpful for me. Maybe we can do this just to like stay in check. Here's the challenge. Okay. Put your to-do list for the day in a specific order. Stick to that order that day. Schedule out specific times to do emails. And then after an hour of emails up, you stop and return to the to-do list. If possible, do not jump around the to-do list. So let's try doing that. And... Let's next solo episode. I do. I'll check in with you guys and see how we're doing. And this doesn't have to be like a strict thing, but I just feel like sometimes those prompts, just having me like say that could help reinvigorate you to actually keep an organized to-do list. And when I say it out loud, it obviously helps me do the same for myself. So after recording this, I'm going to write down my to-do list because I haven't even written down my to-do list yet for the day. And I am going to stick to this. Okay. The next question is which task slash business takes up most of your time in a week? Definitely cozy co. I mean, that's a whole other business. And it requires so much of my involvement from the creative direction to the marketing strategy, to the social strategy, to the email marketing strategy, to the influencer outreach strategy, to actually shooting the pieces and planning those shoots, to designing new drops and sample meetings and approving things. That is really the most time consuming thing. And it is really the thing that I love to do the most but it is it takes up a lot of time. Every If you are trying to start a clothing line, like it's not a side hustle. It's a full-time job. And I think that's the hardest part for me right now is me not really believing in myself so much as a businesswoman in terms of like building the company and staffing it and making sure that everyone is doing what they're supposed to be doing and staying on top of it. Like I didn't really plan to be like a CEO where I was a boss, making sure everybody else was doing what they needed to do. I thought that I would always just be the creative. But I think that the creative part really gets put on the sidelines just because there's so much else to approve and go over. And that's the hard part is that I feel resentful towards certain aspects of the job because it's not necessarily what. I want to be doing, but in building a business and starting a new clothing line, like no task is too big or too small for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I kind of have to be in on all levels and I want to micromanage it because it's such a reflection of me. And so it's taken me a little bit of time to delegate and Figure out how to work with the design team, how to work with the marketing team, and how to make everything run smoothly with whatever I have going on. You know, it's just like I'm running this clothing line, which is a business, but then I'm also running my own business, which is like so complicated, right? It's like I have all these different platforms that I'm pushing out all these different pieces of content on. There's all these different players involved, agents, studios that are helping me do it. And I think honestly, just managing the work, like managing the operations of everything is really what takes up the most time. What is it like working for yourself? I mean, I would always choose working for myself over having a boss. I think just because I never... Really had a boss, and I'm so sensitive. I think that I would take everything so gosh dang personally if I didn't do something the way that they wanted it. But it's hard because you only get out whatever you put in. So you feel this need to constantly be doing something, or else you feel like you're not doing enough. You know, I think when you have a boss or you're working for a company, you have like a really clear list of what needs to get done. And your effort in it is just those things. Like when it's, it's so hard to explain, but when I'm working for myself, like I'm the one that needs to hold myself accountable. Like I love the freedom to schedule my own days and to be able to shift things around if need be. But I would say Advice to those looking to be their own boss, like definitely hold yourself accountable to things. Make to-do lists. Make sure that you're staying on top of certain goals that you've set out for yourself. Constantly be checking in with the people that are working with you and for you and making sure that they're staying on top of what they need to do because those are the things that I feel like can fall to the wayside. Like you get so caught up in what you are doing that you're not necessarily overseeing the work of everybody else. And so I would definitely be aware and conscientious of that. We will pick up the rest of these career advice questions on the next career advice episode. Definitely feel free to call in again to our hotline. It's 1-800-936-9448 and ask me anything. Tell a story, ask a question, whatever it is, as simple or as complicated. We listen to those and I love hearing your voices and connecting to you guys. So I hope that this episode was insightful. And I will see you all next week. Not see you. You will hear me next week. (laughs) All right, guys. Peace in the streets.